0: For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hello everyone and welcome back to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian American woman. My name is Helen. I'm Janet. And I'm Mel. This is season two. <laughs> woo woo! <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome back, everyone. We're back here again. <laughs> we're
0: back, back, back. <laughs> It's been about, what, like two months? Two months off, We've yeah. been together again recording. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. I know. I feel like season one went by so fast
1: that we actually didn't really get to enjoy everything yeah, yeah. that happened in season one. Once you put out, we put
2: out one episode. It's like the next week we were thinking about the next one the next one. That went on for like 12 weeks. And it was so helpful to have all of your guys' comments and people responding. I feel like that kept it less scary it, less was it was motivating it was very motivating to read people's comments
1: i can't believe we're actually at season two now because we didn't even think about doing a season two when we started season one we were just trying
2: to make it to the end of season one yeah. i
1: thought our goal was let's just make content and see what happens right. yeah with the two months off you we were able to read all your emails and read all your you know your supportive messages to us and it really just motivated us to keep going for season two so thank you so much for all of that and we are here we are yeah. back and it was,
2: it was great to have that time to reflect because we weren't focused so much on, you know, creating new episodes and thinking about topics. We were kind of getting to reassess, like, what were the topics that people liked um, or what, we you know, what they got, people were more gravitated towards. Um, so we talked about careers. We talked about grooming. Uh, but people
0: seemed to really respond to our Fuckboy episode. I know. Actually, very surprisingly, like, that was episode two of yeah. season one. And that's when all of these abbs like came out of the woodwork and they were like i don't agree with this i have different <laughs> opinions they came running towards us with their adidas sweatpants they, and yeah. like, i have something to like, say tripping on it because it's all baggy <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that was the episode where like our mutual friends would be messaging us like hey i listened to the episode great job but i have something to say about a this. lot of splits." Yeah. yeah yeah so what better way to start this season off than to bring back a popular topic fuck boy
0: so first season it's always been us three ladies talking to each other and sharing our opinions on these topics and now we have two of our guy friends who are gonna offer their perspectives and maybe address some of the comments that some of our abb's had yeah so we
2: wanted to get in some um some different perspectives so thank you special guests for being here today would you guys please introduce yourselves and if you'd like remaining anonymous is totally fine
3: my name is dan
2: Okay, we are gonna okay, call you one like, is Dan We're gonna call you Danimal I go by Dan
4: guess,
3: Okay
2: <laughs> Dan Guess here. number two, please introduce yourself
4: Hey guys, how's it going?
2: Who, what What's should we your call name? you? <laughs> you don't have to say your um, real my, name you can
4: well, say no, My name's Kyle nice Kyle,
2: okay Nice to meet you, Kyle yeah, Nice Kyle. to meet you, Kyle
4: Kyle's name's not real <laughs> <laughs> We got a guest though.
2: Okay, so we have Dan, who's in the entertainment industry, and we have Kyle, who works a—you said more corporate job. More
4: corporate job from a big four company. Oh. Oh, so he knows
2: about that grind, that corporate grind. My brother. (laughs) (laughs) And just for context, uh, both Dan and Kyle are Asian American
0: men in your what is your age late twenties, thirties?
3: I'm thirty two. I'm
4: twenty eight.
0: So have you guys listened to season one, episode two?
4: I listen to every episode that comes out. I'm actually, a subscriber. I love talking about this stuff <laughs> with uh, with my friends and and kind of showing off the podcast to to coworkers and and, and people I talk to on a daily basis. Wow! Oh, I know. Thanks wow. for okay. That's awesome. This is the podcast that actually
3: got me into other podcasts because I wasn't listening to podcasts before. And this isn't just me like saying kind words, but I started listening to this podcast. And then I realized that Spotify had a bunch of other podcasts, Yeah. and then I, I, I totally got it afterwards. So.
0: Wow.
1: Did
3: you guys open up that door.
0: D- d- are these dang.
1: like fuckboy lines are using on us? Or I don't know. It? I can't <laughs> tell.
0: I can't tell. Okay. Well, to give an overview or a recap of what we talked about in episode two, for any of the new listeners out there, a fuckboy is a modern day playboy. So that term has spread from playboy to player, and now it's the fuckboy. So what is a fuckboy? He is someone who asks you out but doesn't really follow up. He's like an emotional vampire. They have this Ugh. like heart or soul connecting moment that makes you really invested to them, so they like suck the energy out of you amongst maybe other things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and then God. kind Gosh. of leave you there um, without really following up so they have a lot of options there's also this look that we talk about so guys who wear adidas sweatpants or who are really into looking good and sharp which Kyle
1: totally kyle's agree. totally rocking right now
4: <laughs> in my defense these are nikes not adidas sorry. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> very different Nike
0: sweatpants <laughs> so given that what do you guys think a fuckboy is
4: you know, most guys get a bad perception on this type of thing. Everybody kind of buckets these these guys that are trying to play with women's emotions and just say, blanket statement, everybody or all guys that do that is a fuckboy. And I, I personally don't agree with that statement.
0: Okay.
3: I would generally say, I think that it just comes down to a lot of its power. And uh, I will say that a lot of guys probably don't necessarily know or think while it's happening that they are being a fuckboy or having fuckboy uh, attitudes. Uh, but I will. I, I think I listened to your episode. I think that a lot of the things you guys said were particularly true uh, about people or uh, situations that I see. Uh, but I think a lot of it's power, though, and uh, utilizing that power uh, in order to get uh, instant gratification sometimes.
2: Okay, so so Dan. Is kind of defining the fuckboy based off of a person who has power and then maybe is abusing it, right? So, Kyle, you you were saying that generally guys get kind of bucketed into this thing, but what what makes a fuckboy?
4: In essence, the fuckboy, I guess, is really someone who's out there with a motive or intent to hurt these women. Mm. Uh, I so think so. It's intention. It is. Here. There's intent behind it. I believe in a lot of situations, guys get bucketed into these fuckboy situations. You know. Because, hey okay, that's, that's an action, but they don't knowingly do it, you know, while they're talking or be with these girls. So you
0: feel like, have you been in a situation like that before? That you feel like you're bucketed into the fuckboy category, but you don't feel like you're a fuckboy?
4: Oh, absolutely, 100%. 100%. Um, it happens quite a bit, and, and, and I don't really appreciate it, so part of me was... When, when Mel actually uh, texted me and asked me to be on the podcast, uh, I jumped at the opportunity to kind of set the record straight for, for the guy listeners out there.
0: Okay, so you're saying that there's no, like, intent behind certain things. So what specific circumstances that it? Like, a girl, you'll kind of leave a girl hanging, you'll ghost her, or, you know?
4: No, nothing like that. I mean, it's more or less, um, it, it's a uh, women's jump. Like, I, I get it. I understand women are very emotional very much trying to find love. I mean, everybody's out there trying to do Men it. Men are
0: also emotional. <laughs> yeah. A little bit.
4: <laughs> and uh, I think, it, you know, there's assumptions made about different types of actions or, or conversations that um, kind of lead to these types of disappointment. There's, there's mm. a buildup in women's head, these expectations that, you know, X equals Y and then Y equals Z and next time pop out a baby, you know? Uh, <laughs>
2: <What>? <laughs> When was the last time that someone like called you a fuckboy or something uh, and be, wanted your
0: babies?
4: Apparently, to, to be 100% frank, I've actually never been called a, a fuckboy directly to my face from a girl. They probably um, tell their
1: friends behind scenes.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, to be completely frank, people say like, you know, Kyle, you're a nice guy, but you have some fuckboy tendencies. Then I get lumped into that fuckboy term, right? Do I, I do have some tendencies, and I'm not ashamed to or say? Those, say that. Those, yeah, what, like. are
1: what are your tendencies? tendencies yeah. Get I'm trying to drill down. Into it. Oh. Come specific. on, Kyle. Here, the <laughs> reason why I'm asked when the girls talk about who we want to bring on, I say I want to bring on Kyle because, I mean, we talk about this. You know, you kind of get lumped in this category of a fuckboy, and it sounds like this happens multiple times. So my thing is, why is it happening multiple times?
4: Well, more or less, it's just when you talk to a girl or female. Um, you obviously want to get to know them. You want to understand what makes them tick, what kind of what background they come from, mm-hmm. and... I remember listening to, you know, the episode and Mel talks about a moment where they're able to talk about a very deep emotional okay, yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's all part of getting to know somebody. It's a, it's a product of that. And if you realize down the road that you're not quote unquote into this girl, then you're allowed to back out. When someone gives you an emotional tidbit, doesn't mean you get the whole gravy train, you know?
2: But do you actively <laughs> t- like tell them and have a conversation?
4: Or do you just ghost? No. Well, about when I
2: when you realize, so if you, say you have this like deep connecting moment with someone, and then you realize, oh, but she's not really someone I want to date. Do you actually tell her, or do you just start like ignoring her, or like slowly responding less and less?
0: Actually, there's this new term called sorry, to interrupt. It's yes. called breadcrumbing. Breadcrumbing. So yeah, when you leave people on dot 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 on on text message yeah. on, on iPhones. That's like breadcrumbing. So it's like Rather not as bad ghosting. as ghosting. Yeah, but like, <laughs> you disappear.
1: Bread crumbing, you're That's leaving them. I
3: love that. Wait, where did you hear that term?
1: I saw it on like the
3: skim
0: or
1: something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you answer Janet's question about, do you have that conversation with them when you reached a point where you're like, you know what? I don't think I see a future in this. Or do you breadcrumb them or ghost, or ghost them? Or, or do you keep them around for physical purposes?
4: So to be frank and and that is to, that is to my point I apologize for that I do tend to sometimes not have that upfront conversation that says hey I'm mm-hmm. not really into making this any more long term than than mm-hmm. what it already is to, to that fact I you know I apologize for that women ladies whoever are listening I have ghosted quote unquote and I have breadcrumbed or I've was able to manipulate or change the the relationship to be more friendly.
2: Well, that's, I mean, at least that, so if you say you changed, that means that she, you had some conversation and she responded and she understood that the relationship is different versus just like, you know. Yeah, so that's
4: that's the hard part because sometimes women don't understand the relationship has pivoted. They don't really realize that and I think that's where the disconnect happens. Uh, because I'll switch it to more of a friend friend zone type of situation and they don't catch on as Well as, why
0: don't you just,
1: just tell them?
4: them. I am just sitting here like, dude, I wouldn't know sometimes. It's
2: That's hard. true. But I would say I would say to be fair though, girls do that too, right? Like with a certain guy, you might be exploring and then you realize like, uh, we should just be friends. And so you try to guide the relationship more toward a friend zone, right? Without
1: being very upfront right? And hurting their right. feelings.
2: Because, and but at least though I do respect Kyle that you do something versus just nothing, right? So you, because it's like some people prefer the upfront conversation, mm-hmm. but I've also had situations where I have an upfront conversation and people are offended by that. So that person might have preferred a more like, like, you know, just trying to kind of,
0: Make them feel like it's a friendship versus something different.
4: Yeah, when you tell someone you're not into them, people take it personally. So,
0: do they actually know though that they've been friend zoned, or are you kind of you know driving them along emotionally?
4: (laughs) No, no. So most of the time is going to be hanging out during daytime. You know, occasionally some coffee that will be in and around when the sun sun sunsets or whatever. So
1: wait, so you're telling me when you start pivoting the relationship, you don't pursue anything physical still with them? Oh, that's a very Because if you're still having friends. sex with them, even though you <laughs> oh, emotionally Kyle, pivoted... No, that's a big... <laughs> if, you <emotionally> <laughs> pivoted, <laughs> if you emotionally pivoted and, like, you know, and be friends and you're still having sex with this girl, as a girl, I'm like, he's still into me.
2: Yeah, that's a really good, very good point.
4: And, and I guess this is where the tendencies come in. When you, <laughs> when you um, become of need or have a few drinks, um, yeah, the texting, the flirting stuff kind of comes back. And... Mm. and you know obviously those things can lead to another thing and next thing you know
0: boom boom in the room Kyle that's what a fuckboy is
4: Wait what
2: <laughs> You can't you can't friend zone someone and then at night like change the relationship and then the morning comes in and it's like just kidding we're friends again
4: Like like I said it's a one in a one in a once once in a lifetime or once in a month or week or but- <laughs> Whatever. Okay. It just happens once in a while. It's not uh, a daily occurrence. And like I said, it's a tendency, not necessarily um, who you are as a person.
2: Wait, wait, wait. So what makes... <laughs> I love this. Who you are as a person is defined by your actions, right? And your tendencies. And your, your tendencies and your behavior. So <laughs> I'm struggling. I'm seeing a little bit of a disconnect. I yeah, don't.
4: but I, I, I definitely agree. And I, I can see a point of view on that. But I think... Um, I, so those were older times. And I think now it's like I, last week. <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Uh, I, I think I think over time, um, I've definitely developed not having those types of tendencies and really having more upfront conversations and um, and being upfront and being straightforward about what my motives are and what I'm looking for.
0: I think you're backtracking. Dan, oh, I'll,
3: Dan, I'll, oh. I'll, say, I'll say that I think that I think the conversation is very nuanced though I think that i I don't know any of the people that Kyle's talking to, but I will say that depending on whatever the situation is, maybe every person in his relationship with every single person is very, very different. I'm sure there's very black and white areas, Kyle, where you can you can straight up admit, yeah, you're probably being a fuck boy yeah. but <laughs> but there's also probably a lot of areas though that like uh maybe you're getting a lot of hints, maybe there's some things that you are getting back from the lady that is making you think that, oh, maybe, like, I'm I'm in the right here, or, like, I'm um, like, this I, is okay. this, I'm not being a fuckboy, but this is something that she would like to do, too. Like, and she se- just wants
2: se- to do a friends with benefits type of thing?
3: or It seems like there's not a lot of communication, maybe, yeah. and I think that, like, it has to come down to, like, there's
4: got to be more communication when it goes into this. I agree. There's a lot of nonverbal cues, types of mm, actions, and kind of how, you know, they, hey, maybe the girl's okay with how the relationship is going or how infrequent or frequent the situations Mm -hmm. are. Actually, I want to ask a quick question. Why does it have to lead to something physical that makes somebody feel as if they're being toyed with?
2: I think for women, it's very hard to have a physical relationship with a guy and not feel an emotional connection.
4: Do you ever feel as if maybe that's just the impasse? I mean, I won't speak for myself, but I think broadly men are able to have a physical relationship with a female and not have that emotional connection they're able to right. separate those two distinct situations don't you think that maybe women's choice to have emotional and physical kind of together is kind of puts them at risk for these types of hard it, it's
2: not really a choice yeah. <laughs> it's kind of just natural human yeah but you're right I think yeah with, with my girlfriends and myself like I I know that I can't be physical with someone and not have feelings for them but I feel like for guys if you know that right um, perhaps you should be aware that if, even if the girl is telling you like, or she seems to be like going along with it, it might be because she really likes you and she's hoping that you will change your mind.
1: Mm, that's true.
3: And I guess just to be real, though, like I think that uh, the the heart of the matter, though is that whether it's being a female fuckboy or a male fuckboy or whatever it is, it just comes down to selfish behavior. I think that people have very, very selfish tendencies sometimes, speaking from, I'll just speak from my own experience. Like I think that, that like, I think that we all have very selfish tendencies sometimes you act upon those selfish tendencies whether you either want to or whether or not you realize it. But it's tough to, like, if you look back at the situation, you know that you acted upon the selfish tendencies. You know that you are being a fuckboy in that situation. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's right. I think that if if the other person obviously was manipulated and uh, they felt very poor after that happened, that's kind of something you have to live with. But it just comes down to selfish tendencies from both perspectives, though.
2: So, Dan, it sounds like you referenced a couple times to... Where someone is maybe like being a fuckboy and then they don't realize it until after it happens. So is that something from personal experience where you've done something and you didn't think you were doing anything wrong in the moment, but then after like on reflection?
3: I think broadly. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: let's
1: get specific.
3: I think broadly, um, I think a lot of people, again, you're you're in an atmosphere where there's selfish tendencies. You just want to. Uh, act upon whatever they are Hit and then it afterwards and, it. and then afterwards you realize that like no you were kind of being a dick about it from a very personal standpoint uh I think that yeah no I, I will openly admit that I think that there's been a couple of times in my life I was going into a situation hoping that uh, I would get one uh particular outcome from that situation and um afterwards Sex.
2: let's just say let's just use the words no <laughs> it wasn't
3: it, it, it wasn't necessarily sex all the time okay. but it was either just trying to like again it, its a, connect, it's a power you feel it's a power to someone. To feel like you're something. Yeah, yeah. I, and this is where, like, I, I kind of agree with Kyle in that, like, you don't really necessarily try to be that particular type of person. Mm-hmm. But then at the end of it, when you look back on whatever happened, I think that you feel very uh, poorly about those circumstances.
0: This must have happened at least more than once, right? So isn't it, like, through pattern that you realize that you're doing something over and over again? Yeah, and that's why you gotta change. The that's
3: why you gotta change.
2: And let's, let's get more specific here, because I'm I'm, I'm wondering, are you talking, so you're saying it's not necessarily always about sex. Is it then about a relationship? Is it about them uh, confirming that they actually, like you or that you have? You actually, know?
3: you know what? The relationship thing is, like, sometimes it's actually just to see whether or not, like, we're compatible or not. And then once I get to that point, I've had a couple of situations where I, I, I travel a lot. And so I've had a couple situations where I'll meet women in, like, maybe New York or, like, another city. Mm-hmm. And I really want to get to know them. Like, I'm really trying to, like, build an emotional connection with them. Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't lead to, like, anything more beyond that. But uh, I realize that they've started gaining a lot of feelings on me. And then out of selfish behavior, I will stop talking to them afterwards, after they've already built those emotional mm-hmm. connections. And I've realized that, like, I'm not really – I don't want to pursue whatever that thing was. Mm-hmm. I just cut it off. Did you, did you ghost them? I ghosted them, Yeah.
0: Mm, okay, I so feel you like that's one. like that's like the key difference between like just ghosting or having the conversation of saying like yeah. this is where I am. Like we were emotionally connected at one point, but now I'm a little bit out of it. Whether it's because of a timing situation, location situation, whatever it is, like I'm just no longer where we were.
2: Yeah, it doesn't sound like you're abusing the relationship in any way, but it was more like the ending of it. Yeah, and so when you say selfish, you just mean you did the thing that was more convenient for you, which Correct. is not having mm. the conversation.
3: Exactly, but. We can all agree though that like there's just generally probably been a moment with all of us where we've taken the more convenient situation to get out of whatever uh, that uncomfortable conversation is. I'm not saying that we all do it all the time, but I'm sure that we can all individually point to something where that has happened. And let's go, Mel.
1: (laughs) I honestly can't think of anything. I think because I'm I'm pretty straightforward with a guy. I mean, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I can't. Because I think I appreciate someone being honest with me and saying, this is something I don't want. Right. I do the same. When I was, like, dating on the dating apps, when things didn't work out, like, he ghosted me, and I'm like, okay, well, I can't be like, you did that. I'm, I don't tend to ghost people, though. I tell them, like, hey, I'm not really feeling this. Let me, Let me take it back. There was one time where I didn't text as frequently, and I maybe you could see that as ghosting, but then I felt really bad about doing that, and then I sent him a text saying, I'm sorry, I've been really busy. I don't think this is something I want to pursue anymore, so I think it's best for us to like, go our separate ways. Mm. So with that said, have you guys ever had a situation where you guys felt guilty for you know ghosting a girl or leading them on, and looking back at the situation, you, you would reach out to them and apologize for your behavior?
4: If you really feel bad about it. It's, uh, it's kind of funny you guys say that and bring that up. There has been on a couple occasions where I have reached out, um, kind of going through the quote-unquote X-Files. <laughs> and uh, texted, um, you know, a, a person and let them know, I, hey, I'm sorry for the way I acted. Mm. Um, I think you're a great individual and I would love to be friends. Um, but being straight up, I don't think this is going to go anywhere. And obviously to apologize for my actions and how things kind of abruptly was ghosted or if they have any hard feelings.
3: You know, I've never I've never reached out, no. And it is something that, like, I feel guilty about in very specific situations. Mm-hmm. But uh no, I have never uh, reached out though. Do
0: you feel like it eats you though? Like you think about the moment still on like a even like a daily or a weekly like situation? That's what
3: that's where all my inspirations for songs come <laughs> from. Oh, he's an
0: artiste That's why guys, he's an artiste He needs he needs content. It's like the Taylor Swift.
2: Okay, so it sounds like uh, both Dan and Kyle, a lot of your examples, like your personal stories about your fuckboy behavior are a little bit more mild. You know, there's maybe um, kind of more like misunderstandings or you're just not like ending it with them clearly and communicating. Uh, But I think we all know that there's, you know, either through your friends that you know or in society, these more severe cases of guys who are really, they know what they're doing. They're more emotionally malicious about it. What are your thoughts on that? And like, do you have friends that you feel like, you know, exhibit this behavior that you kind of like feel is a little disapproving? Or do you approve of it?
4: Yeah, I mean, I do know um, one, two, maybe a handful people that are maliciously actively trying to pursue women on a purely physical level in whatever way they can get it, Mm -hmm. they're going to get it. And um, I don't approve of that behavior, but it's a time in their life where that's what they're out there looking for and what they want to do.
2: And how about Dan?
3: I definitely know a good amount of guys that have that type of behavior. Um, yeah, I, I, agree. Well, I, I agree with Kyle. Like, I don't approve of it at all. But I, I'll say this, though. I think that, like, and this is just speaking from, like, guy culture, is that I do think that there's a level of, like, when it's just the guys, when it's just the dudes, that even though we're not spurring them on to, like, do that behavior, there is a lot of approval in our silence. And so mm-hmm. there is a lot of guy talk where a lot of guys will... Um, uh, just either not say anything after a guy or like we get really like it's it's guy talk. We're like, uh, maybe the guy that is the fuck boy isn't necessarily giving us 100% of like what the real story is. Mm-hmm. And he's just telling us, oh, I hooked up with this girl last night. It was great. And we're like, yeah, guys, <laughs> men. And I feel like that that's a, uh, a thing that I think just within guy culture right. that we don't necessarily um, stop Maybe men that are like that in our lives right. from doing it, which I think furthers them in their behavior right. like that.
2: it kind of rewards them, right? because yeah. you are I mean, most of the time, yeah, like you're right, they're like getting they're getting recognition for that from yeah. their guy friends. yeah, that was
4: uh, that was a pretty bold statement. Get si- approval from silence or silence from yeah. approval. That was a uh, that was meaningful. That that struck that struck a chord with me. I appreciate oh. that. <laughs>
3: but and but I also say though that I think we also get it from our female friends too. Again, not not necessarily saying that like maybe the guys not giving you 100% of like what really was the situation, but uh, guys will bring it up in a larger group and mm-hmm. I think female friends too are like, go get him boy or like we'll like mm-hmm. provide a meaningful association with that happening mm. really which i think uh, like provides them now they're like okay our female friends are like buying into it too that's kind of giving me even more approval to full like full
4: throttle into it
0: <laughs> no i think yeah. i think that's true i would agree that i think because so for example dan if you were to say like oh yeah i hooked up with that girl from last night i'd be like good for you but only because you are my friend and I feel more compassion towards you versus this stranger. Mm-hmm. So maybe that is something that I have to rethink now.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do that with Kyle. Like, we'll talk. And I was like, oh, he was, he, was, he went on a business trip in Dallas or somewhere. And I was like, oh, who'd you, who'd you hook up with this time? Because it's a, it's, a, it's
2: a common thing. <laughs> let's be real. So it seems like when it's the behavior, we seem to, like, uh, acknowledge that in a positive way. But when we call someone a fuckboy, that's an insult. Like, is it like how much of this is like a badge of honor versus like a badge of shame kind of thing?
3: I would say that, yeah, I think that's actually one of our, maybe that's one of our takeaways from the episode is that maybe that's something that like, I also think that the conversation is generally changing, like the culture's changing around hookup Mm -hmm. culture, the culture's Mm -hmm. changing around a lot of these different things. And I think that every guys and girls are thinking about it a lot more now and the way that they either reward that behavior or shame that behavior. Mm -hmm. It's between certain people, I don't know, uh, what individuals' relationships are, but like, I think that it ultimately comes down to, um, yeah, maybe maybe it's not congratulating that behavior as much. Maybe it maybe it's not shaming it necessarily right off the bat, but right. maybe it's not con- congratulating that behavior. As right, much. right.
0: Like, do you know her? Do you know her family? Do you know she has a mom and a dad? <laughs> I think for me, though, like as like a girlfriend
1: of these guys who have these fuckboy tendencies, maybe as a girl, like I assume that, like for example, Kyle, if say you were to hook up with some girl on a business trip, I i naturally assume like okay cool she knows what this relationship is going into this physical interaction and that's why Mm. like i in a sense i validate me making those making these statements because i assume that she is aware of the situation when maybe she isn't right right right.
2: like you guys aren't necessarily discussing the emotional aspects we don't know if she's getting hurt or
1: the context of you know what's going on right of, of hooking up that's true
2: So in our previous episode, and it was just the three of us girls, we were trying to uh, understand why a fuckboy does what he does, right? So from your guys' perspective, if you think about your behavior or even just outside of yourself thinking about fuckboys in general, why do you think guys act this way?
4: Um, I'll take a first pass at this. Um, I, I think it's a little bit of what Dan said, a little bit of power. Guys like to flex and knowing that they can, um, I guess, manipulate Uh, women to have feelings for them or to obtain a uh, physical prize or physical gratification. Um, And I think that's that's the majority of it's with, you know, guys with these fuckboy tendencies do this maliciously and do it with intent.
0: Where do you think it comes from?
4: Um, I think it comes from a little bit of they never had this before, right? They were probably, you know, um, in a corner, very shy um, growing up, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, girls are giving them attention. Um, as well as uh, society says, hey, guys, yo, get girls. Get a lot of girls. That's the thing to do. So guys will emulate that and try to get as many girls whatever way possible.
1: It sounds like they just get validation by getting this power. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think a lot of people also associate fuckboys with having like low self-esteem psychologically. Someone who needs that gratification from someone to show that they're approved by someone from another sex or just another human being, right? Do you feel like at times by having that validation from someone that creates these fuckboy tendencies?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I am the first to to admit something like that. Um, seeing it in my friends, and obviously because of the said approval by silence or silence by approval, um I I don't make those kind of comments cuz it's going to attack my friends in a um, more personal psychological situation, so you kind of leave that alone, and you you get back to like the surface level. Hey, got that girl, you know, good for you. Like, make sure you wrapped it up or whatever.
3: <laughs> uh, I I completely agree. Here. I think people, uh, again, whether or not they they realize it or not, I think it, it just it, a lot of it is just selfish behavior. And then yeah, I think there's a, lo- a lot of psychological reasons why people lean into that behavior. Maybe the answer is again, we just need people that are. Uh, not validating that behavior
2: and maybe a good way is also like learning to build empathy for the other side mm-hmm. so have you guys i mean i think it it helps like you understand the importance of having those hard conversations with someone versus ghosting if you yourself have been ghosted right so has that ever happened with you guys have you had fuck girl uh,
0: interactions
3: yeah, no, I've had a couple of fuck girl situations. I think one of, it, but it's also in the same way though. I think it comes down to them. I think a lot of it is maybe in the moment they don't realize that they're being that mm-hmm. type of behavior. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've been in situations where girls are dating other people and they maybe, in just to put it into the, their court, maybe they don't realize that I'm into them as much as I feel like that uh, mm-hmm. I am, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it goes both ways, though. I think that it's the same way that Melody you're talking about, maybe some guys that you've dated before. I think that you give in more than sixty, seventy percent to like emotions, and the other person just doesn't feel that way, and they're dating other people at the time. Or what? What
2: specifically did that girl do to you?
3: Oh no, we were dating, and I just didn't realize that they were dating other people at the same time, mm. and they didn't make it as clear.
0: How'd you find out?
3: You, I don't know. You just hear things. Oh, social, from media. social media people. Social media, you hear <laughs> things from other people,
4: yeah.
2: And how about Kyle? Have you had any fuck girl interactions?
4: I guess just looking back in my my dating career and uh actually, uh, you know, knock on wood, um, actually pretty haven't had too many fuck girl situations, uh, but I have been ghosted before and and it hurts. It hurts. So I, I definitely mm-hmm. feel for you girls when someone does that to you and um I definitely you know, don't do that and I try not to do, do that do
0: you uh do you always follow up and you're like hey hey where are you what are you doing
4: <laughs> I'm actually yeah I'm when
0: naked
2: are because that's what guys this, do to yeah. you
3: because that's what guys do to you guys
2: uh no I mean I do think that girls get a bad rep for hey. being needy and clingy right and it's like in this particular situation where someone's like not responding to you I don't think it's necessarily that she's more into you and that's why she keeps, like, messaging. It's just, like, you're being ignored, right? So even the dude, if you're being ignored, you're probably going to be like, hey, you don't get a response, you, you want more, right? Yeah,
4: I mean, it took me three text messages to realize that, dude, you're getting ghosted. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I realize, you know, I'm not the quickest, sharpest tool in the shed or whatever you guys want to call it. But, yeah, it took me three text messages to be like, Damn, dude, it's uh, it's done.
0: <laughs> I can totally see you just kind of like upset. Like, are you ghosting me? You better have a ghosting <laughs> oh, me. I don't even live. <laughs> I wanted to ask Kyle because in our episode two of season one, we talked about Mel's fuckboy. So let's, let's bring that back. So, for people who don't remember or who didn't listen to that episode, um, Kyle, myself, and Mel went to Asia with this friend and mel and this fuck boy there was emotional connection there Uh but kyle is a really good friend of his so actually i'm very curious because i never talked to him about it but he did send mel a message later after listening to the podcast to say sorry he he did apologize
1: for his actions he's like i didn't know i came off this way and all these things did he also mention though that
2: he didn't know that you were or that you had feelings for him right he did say that kyle do you believe that that he didn't that the whole time he had no idea that Mel had these feelings and that he was acting in a way that was leading her on.
4: Just knowing him, he's very much an emotional kind of guy. He does um, uh, have these types of connections, and he loves to talk, right?
2: But do you think that there was interest on his part?
4: Um, I Personally, I had no idea that there was more going on there besides what I saw as people being friends. So is, Didn't
0: you guys hold hands at one point? I think we're drunk, but yeah.
4: <laughs> is, is holding hands uh, like key essential part of being I'm not gonna hold your (laughs) hand. Yeah, please don't. I guess (laughs) what
2: we're trying to differentiate is, you know, the kind of relationship you have that's like a very pure friendship, right? Platonic Mm -hmm. versus non-Platonic.
4: Which is what I'm trying to differentiate. I don't believe there was that intention Uh, to- So he was
0: still seeing this as a friendship. It's a friendship. So I I would say that I think the friendship, like tendencies that I got from him was very different from what Mel got from him.
4: Yeah, and I, I think that's where counter wires got crossed, and, and people had mis miscon- misconstrued miscommunication about what was going on. All right,
1: let me just insert myself. I'm like trying to listen and and understand the situation. I think you're doing a good job of defending your friend, and he has he has his own opinions.
4: There's nobody to defend.
1: No, but <laughs> no, I, I, I understand. Like you know, people act certain ways. you because you're saying this whole like he's emotional. He wants to connect with people. Hey, same here. But you don't have to cuddle a girl to have the emotional connection. It could just, right. We could just talk.
4: Well, I mean, I wasn't there in the room when the cuddling occurred. I don't know who initiated what, Mel. I don't know if you, know, you decided to wiggle, wiggle and get up close with, with our friend or if he was the one grabbing you and, and pulling him close to you.
1: Who wiggled, Mel? Who wiggled? I actually don't know who wiggled, but at the same time, it doesn't, the thing for me, it's like it doesn't matter like, if I say I were to wiggle. If you, were, if you knew this is a, ple- like a purely friendship, don't reciprocate like send some physical social right. cues but like, you know what i get it because i think girls aren't stupid they understand these things so it's like i think it's okay to have that emotional connection these are this is how friendships develop but when you step over that line of physical intimacy or even like i'm not saying like sex like maybe right. holding hands or like touching up the thigh things like that then you're kind of like leading the girl on that point
4: i mean sometimes you can be a little bit Flirtation? O- aloof mm-hmm. or oblivious. I wouldn't use the word flirtatious. But For
2: both women and men, do we think it would be okay if that happened where he didn't think she was interested and he thought that maybe she also the like they just wanted to hold hands and flirt with each other in that moment?
4: And just be friendly. Anytime
0: it crosses that like physical touch, that like, you know, if there's a, a little wiggle or whatever going on, right? Like that's that's clearly stepping over the lines of friend friendship. Hol- so yes. holding
4: hands and cuddling equates to like hey i'm into you and i want oh to yeah, yeah. More i think that's the thing. Sure. i feel like
1: that for women or most women that i know that type of physical intimacy is like a little more significant than some guys i might know right most often you know i think for for a woman if any physical
2: anything happens it's mm. like oh, there's an emotional connection there
4: holding hands is a, it's a big deal then huh yeah Actually, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! I would say sometimes
2: holding hands and then like giving someone a kiss on the forehead is even more intimate oh, than like kiss on the than potentially you yeah. know other other more serious physical interactions because yeah. it's a sign of like care. Yeah, it's right. right. Yeah. If, you- if a guy kisses you on the forehead versus your lips, I feel like that is like he probably likes you a lot more because there's less there's less payoff for him. Yep.
1: If he goes for the lips, it's his own sexual arousal. If he I goes would for even the forehead. It's you know. I would even think holding hands is more intimate than making out at a club.
4: Do you guys? Do you hear this, Dan? I mean, crap, <laughs> these girls are dissecting every, every, every action. Well, we gotta get into the details placement of, it. of the of the kiss.
0: Yeah, it well, matters. Isn't, you, isn't this good that you know? I now, I, now
4: you know. Mind blown. <laughs>
0: Chronic hand holder, man. Damn, I hope you don't use these tools
2: as like further ways to manipulate. No,
4: <laughs> in my defense, it makes me jealous. No less <laughs> <no laughs> <lips. laughs> e- evolved. <laughs> I had actually had no idea that women really. Dissect location of kiss and, and hand-holding and all this stuff. Um, you guys really overthink
0: it no, <laughs> Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> it's not overthinking. It's a feeling that we get that yes. we agree with.
2: I would, yes.
0: I would say, actually,
2: most women don't sit there and talk about it with their girlfriends, but it's the way they'll feel in the moment, mm-hmm. right? They'll feel like if you kiss them on the forehead, the vibe, everything feels like, oh, he really likes me. What mm-hmm. if I
4: just kissed on the forehead because your breath stank? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, no, that wouldn't happen.
3: Hey guys, thanks for joining us today for ABG, the modern podcast for the Asian American woman. Thanks so much, Kyle and Dan, for being on the show today. Thanks, guys.
0: (laughs) Not bad, Dan. Not bad. (laughs) All right, no, but in all seriousness... Thank you guys for joining us and giving us very insightful comments from your own experiences about, you know, fuckboy tendencies and things like that. Because for us, we don't see that side very often. We kind of just observe and we have our own perspectives of it Mm -hmm. and we talk about it and we're just like, F this fuckboy, they always do this. But we don't see the other side of it where you guys are just more... You know, you guys have your emotional attachment as as well and good intent sometimes.
4: Yeah, and uh, no, thank you ladies for for having us. And I definitely learned a lot. Placement of kissing, chronic (laughs) (laughs) hand-holding. You learned all the wrong things. (laughs) Do
0: not grab someone's face and try to kiss them.
2: And yeah, and we've also learned that, you know, probably for both, whether you're a girl or you're a guy, um... If you're not into someone and you want to end that relationship, it's good to have that conversation, right? So hopefully and also that if we have friends that um, we see kind of exhibiting fuck boy or fuck girl behavior, just not necessarily promoting that or making sure that we're not validating.
3: I would say that one of my biggest takeaways from this is just within your own friend groups, I think the approval by silence is a very, very strong element. And that if you feel like that this is something that you guys need to talk about out there, that you guys should be having these conversations. Because I think a lot of guys are going to learn a lot from uh, their female friends within that group.
4: Yeah, so uh, guys, if you're listening out there, hey, speak up. It takes both sides. It takes everybody here to help uh, eliminate this fuckboy from, from society or whatnot. <laughs> but uh, it takes two. It takes two to tango to, to make a situation. It takes two to, to, to resolve one.
0: That is very true. also, us. if you guys end up reaching out to these people that you've emotionally harmed that seems like a good step right that's what i got from this episode that's a way to take ownership of what you've done as a quote-unquote fuckboy to maybe remove that title from yourself
1: thanks again for listening um the first episode of season two thanking to our guests for being open and honest and raw with us Um, you could catch us on social media we are on Instagram Facebook or I have have a Gmail at AsianBossCrow at gmail.com so please write to us after you listen to this episode we're very curious to hear what you guys have to say yeah maybe there will be a part 3 in the future
3: who knows bring us back
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think this was a very good way to start off season 2 so thanks again guys and we'll talk to you guys on the next episode
4: Bye. bye